Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shur and Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom. We're now in Masechet Eruvin and Daf Tzadi Chet Amud Bet at the second Mishnah on the page, which is the second half of Mishnah Dalad, <coughs> followed, excuse me, by Mishnah Hay. You can, you're allowed to stand in Rishut HaYachid and move things around in Rishut HaRabim, Rishut HaRabim, Rishut HaYachid, or vice versa. As long as you don't go beyond Arbamot in the other Rishut. This is the next Mishnah. You're not allowed to stand in one Rishut and either urinate or spit into the other. Even if you're walking outside and your spittle has dislodged itself from your mouth, don't walk for a moat until you actually spit it out. Okay, let's see. So as we know, Rav had several different tutors <coughs> for his son, Chia. One was Avuna, one was Avchina And when he taught this ruling to Rav's son, in front of Rav, he taught him, the opposite of our Mishnah. So Rav said to him, Shavkat Rabbanan va'avdat Kermeyer, what you're ignoring the Rabbanan, and doing like Kermeyer. So Machokat Rashi tells what which passage of Kermeyer he's referring to. Rashi says it's a later Mishnah that we'll see later on in the Perak, uh, where Kermeyer says that you cannot stand in Rashi Yachid and open something up in Rashi Rabim and vice versa. And so, uh, Rav said, why are you ignoring the explicit psak of our Mishnah in favor of what you would extrapolate from that one, who's Rameyer? So the answer is, who's Samvar? The tutor thought, me to say for Rameyer, Rameyer. He thought that since that later Mishnah is Rameyer, that means our Mishnah is Rameyer, and we don't rule like that, therefore Rabbanan would say you're not allowed to. Velohi, the reality is it's not like that, say for Rameyer, <coughs> for Rameyer, <Rabbanan. coughs> and indeed that later Mishnah is Rameyer. <coughs> <coughs> but our Mishnah is Rabbanan, and that's how we rule. Okay, Rajlo Yitzi Chutz. Now, Hahutzi Chayav Chatat. One inference, there's two ways to, in, to, to two possible inferences here. Uh, you're not allowed to be, to carry more than four mode in the other Rashut. So one possible inference is if you do, it's full Hotzah and Chayav Chatat. So Lame, I'm saying, Leather Rav, Dabar Rav, I'm Avi Chavitzukhar Abel Sofar, I'm Avi Dachalav Chayav. A Sugya we saw in Shabbat, and we saw again recently here in, in uh, Eruvin. If you carry something from four, it's four amot to the and you carry it over your head or from arm to arm, then you are chayav. So it sounds like even though you may be in one place carrying dalad amot to the other place, you're chayav. The problem is miktani imotzi chayav chatat. The Mishnah doesn't say that you're chayav for it; just says don't do it. The imotzi patur v'lasur. Maybe it just means that you shouldn't do it, but it, you're patur. Now, Iker da Amri, some people actually did <laughs> the opposite way of reading the sugya. Ha'otzi patur v'lasur. The Mishnah says, don't do it. Since the Mishnah doesn't say you're chayav, the implication is you're patur. So then it works as a refutation of Rava. The answer is, who says your inference is right? Maybe the proper inference is your chayab, which means this doesn't help us one way or the other vis-a-vis the status of Rava's ruling. Okay, the next half of the Mishnah, which is Mishnah Hay, is about uh, spitting, etc., from one Rishut to another. So Rav Yosef says what we'd said in the previous sugya, but here he says it clearly, if you actually did this, you're chayav. But you have to pick something up <coughs> from a location <coughs> which is four tfachim squared. 
and put it down on something for Tvachim squared, and you're not picking it up from there, Vileka, the answer is the fact that this place is significant to you, either your mouth or another part of your body that you're excluding, excluding it from, um, makes it important. And that's the whole sugi at the very beginning of uh, Shabbat about the uh, If you don't say that, if you don't accept that principle, Rava had the following ruling. If you throw something and it ends up in the mouth of a dog, like a frisbee, or you throw something that goes right into the mouth of an oven, which is a small aperture, chayav chatat. It has to go on to sit on a place that's four by four of a lake up. The fact that you are throwing the, dog, the ball to your dog makes the dog's mouth significant. Same thing here with spitting, etc. Now, by Rava, what if you're standing with Shutachid, but you're urinating out, and so therefore the member is actually outside? Do we look at where it uprooted from, which is your bladder, which is inside? Or do we look at its actual exiting, which is out there, and the answer is teku? Okay, all right, the, the Rabbi Yehuda then said that if, even if you're walking, and the spittle gets dislodged from your mouth, you cannot walk. You have to stop until you spit it out. Wait a second, that means even if you didn't roll the spit around in your mouth? We have a Mishnah in Kelim. Let's say you're eating a fig and your hands are tamay. Now the, the fig had never gotten wet, so it was not Mukhshar Lutuma, but now you had it in your mouth. And you stuck your hand in your mouth to take out a little pebble that got in there, or something else. Or Mayor Metamer. Mayor says, now the fruit is tamay because the spittle in your mouth was machshu the fruit, and then you touched it with the uh, tamei hands. Rabbi Yossi metahir, Rabbi Yossi discounts it. Rabbi Yehuda says, if you already rolled the spittle around in your mouth, then it's considered a dislodged liquid, and it's machshu the fig. And if not, not. So therefore, we see that Rabbi Yehuda says, until it's actually dislodged in your mouth and sitting there independently, it's not considered a separate thing. So why should be chayav uh, for caring when it's in your mouth, unless you've dislodged it. So, Yochanan says that the present, presentation in that Mishnah is backwards. And it's Rabbi Yehuda who says here, it's Tameh all the time. No, we keep the Mishnah the way it is. We're not talking about spittle, we're talking about phlegm. But Rabbi Yehuda has, there's a version where Rabbi Yehuda says, even if it's phlegm, then, uh, then it's, uh, then you can't walk without spitting it out. My love, rokvenit lash. Isn't that the same thing as spittle? Lo, kechovenit lash. It specifically means phlegm. So if it's phlegm, then right away, because it's really kind of external to your mouth, it's already a separate thing and you're carrying. If it's spittle, then until you separate it out, it's not really considered separate. But he said it about both. We have to go back to Rabbi Yochanan's answer, which is that the presentation in Kalim is backwards. Amr parenthetically, says, If you spit phlegm in front of your teacher, All those who hate me love death. Don't say hate me, but those who cause others to hate me, which is by mistreating one of my representatives, my chachamim. But you had no choice. He answers, What it means is, if you had phlegm and then you act and actively created more spittle to spit it out. In other words, it was voluntary. Okay, the next Mishnah. 
So you can't stand in, in, in one reshut and, and lean over and drink. In reshut rabim shud rabim shtabi shvechid, or vice versa. Again, yichlis for shovrol, the makom shushto Unless most of your body and your head was in the area where the water is. V'chein begat. The same applies to a wine press. Let's see what the wine press is doing here. Okay. Reish Rabbanan was safe for a mayor. Now this Mishnah sounds like Rameyer, as we saw earlier. So why is the flow of the Mishnayot going in an inconsistent fashion? First saying you're allowed to stand in one place and carry in another place, and then saying you can't. Here we're talking about where it's something that you need over there, even Rabbanan agree that you cannot reach, reach over for something that you want, because then you're going to bring it back to you, like the water. As opposed to in the first Mishnah, would it mean something that's over there and you wanted to move it to over there, both outside and your hand is inside? Ibayaluhu, Carmelite Mai. So the question is, does this apply also if there's your house and a Carmelite right outside? Can you also not lean over to drink from a water fountain out in the Carmelite, let's say, or a hose? Rabbiya, he, he. Rabbiya says, same rule. Amarava, no. He, guf, This whole rule is Xera. Should we make a xera meaning a xera that you might come to carry, and apply it to a carmelite, which is self xera We have a general rule that n goes in xera xera and there's lots of exceptions to that rule. Now, Rabbi I'll prove it to you. Our Mishnah extended the same rule to a wine press, and a wine press <coughs> certainly not Rishut <coughs> Rava Marlinyan Maaser. Rava says the mention of the wine press has nothing to do with carrying. It's about Maaser. Remember that you're only Chayvin Maasrot when you bring fruit into the house or into the Chatser or to its pace of Gumar Malachat. So it means that if you lean over into the wine press and drink wine right off the press, you're not Chayav B'Maasrot. And, uh, uh, but you are Chayav unless you're mo- most of you is in that area. the same way. Ditnan, and here's the Mishnah. In Masrot, Shotin Alagat, you can drink right there at the wine press, Bain Machamin Ben Masonain Upatur, whether it's hot or cold, and you're Patur. The Ramera, Belazar, Batsarak Machayev, says Yachayev, in any case, Chamomim Alachamin Chayav, Alachamin Patur, Okem Neshamachzir Tamotar. Why are you Patur from Masrot for the Tsonain? Because anything that's extra, you're going to throw back. If you've heated it up, you're not going to throw it back because it'll wreck the rest. But the point is, Vachin Begat is not about a Carmelite, Vachin Begat is not about Shabbat, it's about Masrot. Okay, the next Mishnah, um, Let's say you're outside and there's a rain spout. And uh, the spout comes down below 10 Tfachim, you're allowed to collect water from it. Or pipe anywhere and you could drink. Now, that means you're allowed to collect it, which means put your hand under it. But you can't put your hand up against it. So he says, the reason is that this spout is within three tvachim of the roof itself. It's like the roof, which means that you're getting it straight from Meshutei So if it goes in the air and you catch it, then it's gone from Akom Tur. You can lift your hand up above ten tvachim, which, if you lift your hand up, it's going to be above ten tvachim. And as long as it's within three of the groove, you can collect water. But don't put your hand up against it. So we have another bright that looks from the other side. Not what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do is to put your hand right against it. You're allowed to collect it from the air and drink. If the sinor is four by four wide, it's a very big sinor, 
It's asur, but you won't see Rishut Lishut, because then it's like you're taking, you're in Rishut Rabim, and there's this pipe, it's like the pipe is Rishut Yachid, because of its size. Okay, we're going to pick this up in, uh, in the next podcast, in the middle of this series of uh, small pieces of Mishnah and Gemara, about the Bor Rishut Rabim. In the meantime, wish everybody a wonderful day.